Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Where hypocrisy meets accountability. I just want to do God's will. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Sit back and enjoy, or call in and get involved. The prisoner wishes to say a word. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Welcome aboard. How do you like that new open in the back there, Luke? That's sounding good, sounding perfect. Uh, Good to be with you folks this Wednesday, April the 12th. And boy, this weather is glory to God. This feels so good. I just want to stay right here in the mid-80s, high 70s, and love every moment of it. Let us give high praise before we move into a packed hour. You're about to start the, the boldest, the bravest, the most courageous hour in radio. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your greatness. This morning, we are praying for Democrats all over this country that have blackened hearts, that have eyes that are now blind. We're asking that you come in and open those very closed eyes, put blood back into those hearts and just ask them to see right now there's a wickedness amongst us and that you have the power right now. The authority that's been given to you by your son, his holiness, Jesus Christ, to ward off all evil against our children. We're just praying that you come in and do a work, remove every shame, remove every stronghold this morning. We say it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And thank you and welcome. Now, a lot to get to today. We will have Dr. Michael Gaeta. He will join us here shortly. Uh, a couple things I want to get into. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. Okay, that website, coloradomedicalfreedom.com is where you can go and do two things. <clears throat> you can learn everything you need to know about the right to refuse. What does it mean to have legally obtained informed consent? One thing we can tell you right now is that you must be free of coercion. For me to give my consent to participate in medical research... I cannot be coerced. I cannot have an outside influence. I cannot have the threat or penalty, something taken away from me where there is no law. Congress has been very clear. Under no circumstances, a single human being on this planet required to participate in medical research. For those that you of you that took a vaccine, a COVID shot, you participated in medical research. We are still in the midst of that research. It's not going very well. That research is proving to be deadly, damaging to all immune function, damaging to organ function. And as it stands right now, no one has been held accountable for that malfeasance. These right to refuse lawsuits allow that pathway. ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. Educate yourself. Tell a friend Once you have a truth like this, you simply must get it out of your tongue. It must come out. And then we're going to ask that you donate to those causes. I'm asking for something as little as $5 one time. I want to see somebody rise up to that occasion this morning. You know, we all hear about how, how dare they do this during COVID. How dare they lock our kids down? How dare they put a mask on our kids? Prove it. If it really pissed you off, prove it. Take your $5 bill that was going to go to Target, that was going to go to Starbucks, that was going to go to Netflix, 
pull that money back and stick it in a cause that will send a message that lasts generations. Not ever before in the human history have we had medical experimentation, coerced medical experimentation done to human beings. And we're just simply saying someone must be held accountable for that. And we know exactly who that is in the state of Colorado. There's already one of these lawsuits filed. If you go to covidpenalty.com, you can see where these are at. Houston Methodist Hospital in Houston, Texas. They've already received these, uh, this complaint. Those proceedings are started now. Okay, so the t- clock is ticking. In which that hospital entity has to defend this. Okay, we know we don't have the right to do this, but we did it anyways. Judge, please let us go. It's just not going to work. There are certain things that you cannot step out of once you've stepped in, uh, like a bear trap. This case here in Houston, you see health here in Colorado. They're all over the country, folks. It's just a matter of funding and attorneys. Very simple. But one by one, these entities will take a knee and they'll say, make it stop. Please make it stop. How much do you need to get whole? And the other side of that coin is not just to get these victims whole, not just that, but it's also the absolute case. You can never do this again. So when they come in the fall with flu vaccines that are under experimental authorization that are MRNA, and they start to stick those in the arms of seniors and they trickle down to healthy adults and then healthy children. These lawsuits make it very clear. Do you don't want to do that hospital? You don't want to do that nursing home. You don't want to do that governor's office. You don't want to do that local government because the consequences are your livelihood. We put places like that out of business. So we need your help to do it. ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, other thing, other sponsor, RootsMedical.net. I am telling you right now, kids, or parents with kids, if you don't have a pediatrician that is speaking to your values, which is kids first, healthy aging, healthy development, how to be the best five-year-old, the best 10-year-old, how about how to be the best 18-year-old you can be, th- that's what we're talking about here. You must find a pediatrician that will support those efforts, Period. And if they don't, you fire that pediatrician and you do something like RootsMedical.net. RootsMedical.net, Tiffany Bartlett in pediatrics. You can bring the entire family over, though. we, We see as young as two days old all the way up to 99 years old. At 100, we'll have a conversation. But the idea is that you can bring all of your family's values. This is Christ centered healthcare, this is natural healthcare. This is people first healthcare. And you got to have it. We're well past the days where you can just see some guy in a coat with a medical degree and say, I guarantee he's got my best interest. I know he would never give me a vaccine for his own profit. We know for a fact in California and in Kentucky how much clinics, offices, doctors' offices made by hitting certain vaccine quotas, thresholds. It's a lot of money in vaccinating your children and you, your adult. There's a lot of money in it for doctor's offices. There's a lot of money in transgender care. There's a lot of money in bad medicine. You can thank Big Pharma. You can thank the Rockefellers. You can thank thank the turn of the century 1900s. 
in which medicine became big business. So we are well beyond the days of, well, he's got a degree and a nice white coat. I trust him. You might be able to. You might. But you might have to ask some really tough questions. So anyone out there who has not had that COVID vaccine conversation with their doctor, the pediatrician, and they've not looked you in the eye and said this, this vaccine is not fit for human consumption. I don't ever want you to take it. If he can't say that to you, you fire that doctor right now. You fire him right now. Because we're telling you without a shadow of a doubt, with all the data that we now see, this vaccine was designed to hurt people, period. And make others very, very wealthy. So fire that doctor if they can't look you in the eye and give you the truth on that. And make sure that you're not vaccinating things that are unnecessary. And take care of your kids because they've got a beautiful immune system that if we don't mess with it, if we nourish it, they're going to do, they're going to thrive. It's the stuff that we put inside them, junk food, junk medicine, and unnecessary vaccines. Don't forget, 79 by the age of six an elephant couldn't handle that. Folks, you got to start asking the hard questions. We're beyond the days of blind trust. But nevertheless, let me get right into it. Of course, on the phone with us this morning, you know him from the Gata Institute, Dr. Michael Gata, herbalist, nutritionist, training of functional medicine providers. This is the exact category of healthcare, folks, that you must be involved in if you want to get through this new onslaught of big pharma attacking Joe Blow. That's what's going on here. And so you need that sort of unfettered information. Here's the truth. This is the way I see it. Take it as you please. Dr. Gata, welcome in. How are you this morning, sir? Matthew, great to be with you again. Excellent. Excellent. Now, we're talking, I mean, there's so many things to get into. We have the COVID emergency policies now wound down, and they were set to wind down anyways. Um, another thing, too. Now, this was, this was an Epoch Times piece, and I thought this was really interesting, and I just want you to kind of go through a little bit on this masking. You see, you know, for, for up until 2020, it was pretty much a scientific fact that you could not keep an aerosol-based virus out of your respiratory system with a mask. And I mean, it was just known. And that science changed in 2020 because it became a use of controlling people. But I'm looking at this study here, and this is what people reported, doctor. They reported headaches 70 percent of mask wearers and it got worse with the n95s and folks just so everybody knows just because you're wearing an n95 it did not provide you any more protection than the paper you know than a sock over your mouth or what it didn't do anything for you but they reported doctor headaches uh, shortness of breath they reported a okay you couldn't get enough oxygen in and you also couldn't sure. expel enough CO2. So I just wonder if you yeah. could kind of go through, because people need to know, I cannot believe that they would ever ask us to put on a mask again after what we've seen. But can you just sort of arm us with that science as far as viral, keeping virus out of the face, you know, the mosquito yeah. with a chain leak fence? Would you just speak to that? Yeah, that's a great question. And before I do, in your intro, I'll have a story to share on your, related to your intro, which Beautiful. is great. I was uh, speaking on uh, the immune on immune health and, and and the vaccine myths in Austin, Texas, some years ago, and uh, it was a twelve-hour seminar talking about you know uh, uh, the overstated benefits and understated risks of uh, the vaccine program. And a uh, doctor came up to me. I train health practitioners, you know, a lot in, in natural functional medicine, um, and. 
a doctor came up to me on the break. He said, uh, I just want to go. I'm a, I'm a pediatrician. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> right. Because I had just, you know, spent the morning, you know, questioning the vaccine narrative and uh, presenting science studies, 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 you know, evidence, all this, yes. as well as, you know, anecdotes from, you know, 33 years of practice. And, uh, and he said, uh, I want you to know two things. So what's that? I'm like, here we go. We're going to have a, gonna have it out here in the, uh, on the break before the, you know, before I start the next session. And he said, first thing I want you to know is I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> so that was my first, like, uh, yeah, that was surprising to me. And then the second thing he said was, you know, he got out of the insurance system about three years earlier. So he has just strictly a cash practice. He didn't yes. want to be controlled by the insurance company. And he said, I want you to know, uh, having been a pediatrician for 20 years, that uh, 80 to 90 percent of a total pediatric practice income is derived from vaccine. Wow. And that I didn't that I didn't know. Uh, and he said, you know, it's the well baby visits. You know, those are basically vaccine visits. Yes. Um, you know, they, 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 they put some, you know, window dressing on, oh, let's measure the head, measure the baby, right. this and that. But it's really a vaccine. Truly really a vaccine visit, and uh, and he said without vaccines, you know, uh, my colleagues are, are out of business basically. Wow. Um, and so that's why he had to switch to uh, an you know advisory cash practice, you know, where he's not you know necessarily practicing medicine because then he would be subject to the rules and standards of care of his profession. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that brief story because you mentioned the financial absolutely incentive. Uh, it has always been there and multiplied twentyfold uh, in COVID. And I just so, want to hit uh, hit that real quick to, yeah. uh, before you do the any mass talking is is that's what we're yeah. talking. So we're not coming out here, and, and this is just information that folks need to know that behind the scenes, yeah. the the behind the scenes, the narrative for your doctor to tell you why you need all seventy nine is not just to yeah. protect your child; it's to protect his lifestyle. And so people just got to come to terms with that. It's hard, you know, to think yeah. that your government would try to kill you, that your pediatrician would give you something that might be harmful to line his own pocket. You can make your own decision. If you want to support his lifestyle and his boat and his mistress, that is fine. But just know it is not the science that that vaccine is going in your body. It is the checking account of your pediatrician. So I'm so glad you hit on that to just sort of double down on the idea that we we need to question everything. And it's certainly 79 is six years old. Mike, these are babies. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, and this and this and the, the the vaccine schedule only exploded in the '90s after the 1986 right. Liability Exemption Act. Yuck. Uh, and you know, another quick story on that: I was testifying uh, at the Colorado State Capitol uh, to oppose a uh, a bill to uh, in, in, impair uh, health choice and informed consent related to vaccines. And while I, as I was about to testify, there was another lady there who was testifying. Very smart lady. She'd been business and finance. And uh, she said before she had kids, she had many friends who were physicians. And she said, hey, just between you and me, you know, off the record, just two friends, um, if you have kids or if you haven't had kids yet, will you vaccinate them? And she had 15 physician friends, and half of them said no, they would not, and that they're not allowed to say that in their practice. No. So, 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 you know, it's a small sample size, 15. Yeah. But half of those physicians, seven, said they would they would not or had not or would not vaccinate their own children. Wow! But that they they, they could not say that publicly. That's breathtaking. It would be the end of their career. Yeah. 
So anyway, it's you know, there's just a lot of corruption in the field uh, in terms of studies that get published, studies that get suppressed. Thank you. Uh, and the financial incentive, and this you know, multiplied a millionfold with uh, hospitals and physicians being financially incentivized a lot, heavily, with right. taxpayer money to diagnose people as a COVID case and a COVID death. Exactly. So anyway, that gets us to, to your question, which is great, uh, Matthew, about masks. We have to remember the history of this. Uh, masks have never, ever been used as a universal health measure across the entire population at all times, at any time in human history. Why? Because they don't work, uh, at least in that way. At most, masks were used uh, and, and still today are used in hospitals, for example, in operating rooms. Um, but never are used as a global, general, universal health measure in asymptomatic people. Right. So this was, my, my opinion is that this, the, the masks were basically a training session for the vaccine. Uh, uh, in other words, if we can get people to comply with something that's never been done before, uh, which has no evidence of benefit in slowing the spread or flattening the curve, all of that, um, then we'll, we'll, we'll set them up to comply with a vaccine mandate. So we'll start with a mask mandate, get people trained to fight, right. to do what they're told, and then here's your, your vaccine mandate. Now, there's several problems with this, and, and there, there's literally been hundreds of studies on this uh, subject. And now, now at this point, there's over 2,000 studies yes. on masks um, related to you know, COVID and, and even before that. We have, we have 60 years of research on this subject. And the problem is this. Um, there, there are two, basically two problems. One is called auto-infection, where stuff you should exhale and get rid of stays retained. And this was shown very dramatically in a study done in hospitals in Vietnam with thousands of healthcare workers in a randomized controlled trial and found a 13-fold increase in respiratory infection in the masked group compared to the unmasked group. So your risk of you getting sick yourself is massively increased if you wear a mask. Right. Uh, so that's like thing one is auto-infection. Thing two is uh, hypoxia and what we call uh, hypercampnia, which is decreased oxygen and too much carbon dioxide in the blood. Mm. And this is a problem because then, you know, that's the, the, the dizziness, the shortness of breath, and, uh, and other, you know, problems. You know, kids wearing masks out on the field collapsing on the track you know during their running event yes you know, this is having kids dying children dying at school you know in, in a sporting event wearing a mask so you have a decrease of oxygen and and an increased levels of dangerous levels potentially of uh, carbon dioxide so this is really a disaster and then we have on top of this you know that one of the worst governors in u.s history who i'm my, i predict will run for president that of biden i think they'll put him up as the candidate uh, is Gavin Newsom. He's yes. already on a national tour, right. uh, crit you know, visiting you know, red states to criticize them and pretend that he did a good job with his own you know, disastrous state. But anyway, yeah. uh, he's, he gave China a hundred million, a Chinese company, a hundred million dollar contract to manufacture masks uh, yeah. in 2020. So he just shows you where his allegiance is lying, Absolutely. As, as with the current Marxist regime is with China, not the United States. But anyway, um, so we, we have this, this, this enormous problem. And I, my, my real hope 
And now the mass nonsense has passed. Now we're dealing with what you pointed out in your opening, which is the, we have these experimental injections that we know do not prevent infection or transmission. We originally thought they would reduce the severity of illness. Now we know, because we have lots of data, that your risk of getting sick, hospitalized, and dead is much greater if you've received an injection, especially a booster, compared to those you know, 30% or so that did not receive any of the injections. Yes. So thankfully, uptake of the boosters is tanked, yes. um, and, uh, and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, but still, you know, there's the, the official policy is annual shots for everybody forever, which will get you to your, you know, Georgia Guidestone 500,000, wow. you know, or 500 million rather, you know, population because, you know, nobody will survive that. Not even uh, close. You know, an annual mRNA shot. It's, it's impossible. Now, here's but, one um, thing, anyway, doctor. So I, it's very important. I, I, I want to ask you this because to me, this is. That's all known now. We know that the vaccine is ineffective and dangerous. That is, check that box. We know that the masks were ineffective and we're not doing them again. But you don't put together, and dangerous. I mean, these were dangerous things that were forced upon people. And and you know where it really makes my blood boil? Is they had kids in daycares at two years old, 8 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. And if they weren't compliant, there was punishment, Mm -hmm. there was crying. You know, and so, uh, again, that's sort of a Democrat special. That's sort of a... an ungodly special i mean you kind of have to have a special sickness to force that upon a child so but they were able to do that and they didn't blink an eye but the public has awakened to that now i just wonder how do they what is the next mechanism to force this because you don't do something this monumental this overtaking and then say well the people don't want to do it anymore we'll stop how do they get that next round of compliance because they've still got a lot of this serum in the lab ready to go and they like the control that covid brought so what do you think they will force what's going to be the device they use to make us comply now right now that's a great question matthew and one of the what i've been told is one of the rules of the like unwritten laws of the of the global elites is that they have to tell you what they're going to do to you before they do it to you. Right. In some way, they have to publicize what they're going to do before it happens. So, anyway, there's many examples of that. Yes. But they've already, they've already told us. Gates wrote a whole book on it. You know, Kill Gates right. uh, wrote a book on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that the, the next pandemic, right? Yes. Um, Fauci has already announced when the next... Uh, it, it, he said when. Yes. Not if, when. Right. Just as he announced COVID was on the way in 2017 at Georgetown University, he said in the next two years there will be a major global pandemic. How would he know that? There hadn't been one with over 5 million dead worldwide in 100 years. Yes. So how did he know that? And that it would would arrive in the next administration. This is Trump's administration. Like, how did he know that? So anyway, uh, they've already announced there's going to be another global pandemic. Um, and, and all you have to do to get people to do what you want them to do is to keep them sufficiently afraid. <sighs> now, in, neuro, in neuroscience and neuroscience and neurophysiology, when the, when, the, when the brain is in a, when the nervous system is in a state of fear, so sympathetic stimulation, fight, flight, or freeze, um, the, the, you stop thinking. If you're afraid, you stop thinking, which is okay if, there, you know, if there's a truck coming at you on the street and you, you don't need to think too much. Hmm, let's see, how big is that truck? Right. Away. You just need to get out of the way. Right. Um, but when you're in a state of fear, thoughts, you stop thinking. You stop thinking rationally. You stop, and so the, the, it's a very simple strategy. 
uh, keep you know keep people afraid, and that's the purpose of the media with the constant fear porn is uh-huh. keeping people in a constant state of fear so that they're very controllable. So that's why you know the most common phrase or variations on this phrase in the Bible was some variation of fear not. Uh, don't be afraid, be not afraid. Right. Uh, that repeated about 360 times in the Bible. Why is the only phrase repeated that much in that book? Um, right. And why is that? Because when the, when, when the mind is not in fear, then you can be open to a higher impulse, a higher, uh, a higher uh, motivation or impulse for action, and you can also think. So uh, that's, that's the next step. Uh, yeah. If they're going to milk the, oh, get your annual COVID shot, that's kind of, that horse has kind of left the stable, but they're going to do their best to, oh, get your COVID shot, do it for your community, it's not for you. Right. All this herd immunity nonsense. Um, and then, you know, and that's just until the next, whatever they're going to release next. That's my opinion. I don't know that for sure, but given the track record of them announcing what they're going to do before they do it, uh, that appears to be, you know, what will be the next step. And people have already been, you know, trained to be afraid and to listen to their public health officials. They're going to have a harder sell this time because because now yes. all the science is just out in the open. Vaccines don't work, masks don't work, uh, social distancing, lockdowns, closing businesses, schools, and churches doesn't work, doesn't help. Um, and so there's going to be a lot more skepticism. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to manage that. Maybe it'll just be a stronger pathogen that they release. I don't know. Um, But uh, that's my guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think you're you're right is is how many people did they lose after this? Now, this again is a Democrat and Republican issue. And before I go any further, let me just say this for sure. Mitch McConnell is as great an enemy to the people as Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and those monsters like X. So please make sure we understand that. But it's very clear there's one side of this aisle that has been pro the vaccine mandate that has been pro this global elite movement and that's our democrats and that's why we pray for democrats sure. regularly that they can open up their minds these are democrat moms and dads because you hit it fear yeah. i have never made a good decision in fear in fact i could actually mark sure. down all of my bad decisions come on some kind of impulsive fear-based decision, right? Yes. Now, I didn't take yes. the bait yes. for this vaccine. I didn't take the bait for this masking. Although I had full, full admission, um, I probably marched to June. Um, I wore a mask, not because I was scared of the, vi- the virus. I didn't want to have our right. business closed down. And so I was being a good yes. little boy and trying to play along. Sure. That boat, though, has sailed. Even if they said tomorrow, yeah. we're going to close your doors. If you don't wear a mask at the reception desk, I would say, come yes. get it. I would never do that again. So the fear has to be strong and it has to be, you know, more enforceable. I've heard, you know, I've heard Rand Paul talk and, and, you know, scientists can cook up some wicked stuff in a lab. We don't question that. And so it would have to be something that maybe kills in a 15 percent mortality. But do you think the people that went and did and we're now up to a potential seven vaccines uh, approved by the CDC, if you're a a senior or a compromised are we just talking right. about that same group of people that were so scared the first time would do it again? Yeah. I mean, what is the what, what is the message? How, how do we talk to them and get to them? Because I say the Democrats hold all the cards here. Take your mask off. Yeah. Tell your kid, you know, tell them to get their hands off your kids. Yeah. I, that's my obsession yeah. is I just want to be able to say, what's right. the message that they got to hear 
or, or, or is the trauma so deep? Is the trauma so profound? Mm. They'll do anything yeah. from this point forward. I just would love to hear your take on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, Matthew. And I think, you know, any time there's a totalitarian uh, or, uh, totalitarian measures, a certain, pop, a certain percentage, it's a bell curve, a certain percentage of the population will always do whatever they're told. Right. And there's a certain type of person whose highest values in their life are compliance and, uh, and, and, and basically, you know, doing what they're told. Compliance. Uh-huh. And, and that's, that's always going to be the case. They're, they're always going to do whatever they're told to do. Then you have on the other extreme, uh, another type of person who will question everything, which I think is healthy, and just say, well, is that right for me? Is that right for my family? If not, I'm not doing it, just because the state said so. And then you've got a whole bunch of folks in the middle. So uh, I, I think the, the, uh, the, the unintended consequence of the failed catastrophic COVID measures, right? you know, 90% of the damage uh, of the COVID era was done by the COVID measures, not by COVID. Right. Um, in terms of, you know, and, and we could tease that out in detail, but th- that's what happened. Um, but the, uh, but the, the unintended consequence of that from the controlling elite is that they kind of um, woke up, you know, that Gulliver is waking up. Like Gulliver's travels, right? The giant was, you know, tied down by the little people, the Lilliputians. And then he woke up and he got up and broke free and stood up in his stature as a giant. And then they couldn't control him anymore. So that's the kind of like what's happening with the Trump indictment, right? Clearly a political right. attack on a political opponent in an election cycle, right? So that was obvious mm-hmm. to most people, even Democrats or, or yes. know, like, Demi- like leftist outlets like Washington Post and so forth. You've talked about this on your show. Um, right. And so it's similar. Like the people are like it's, it's waking people up like, wait a minute, this is a political hit. This has right. nothing to do with the law. Same thing with COVID. Like, wait a minute. Uh, this has nothing to do with health. Right. This is about control. Right. So uh, so I think they're going to have a harder time, you know, getting those kind of lockdown mask vaccine things in place. But they're going to try yes. and they're going to need a bigger stick. As you pointed out, they're going to need a bigger stick to do it. So, but it's, I'm very hopeful because there's a whole lot of people who, you know, in COVID, we just didn't know what was going on. We were reacting to something that had been planned for decades. Right. Um, and yes. so we were kind of on our heels, like, what's going on? And, and you, understandably, you've got a business to run, a family to support. Yeah. You know, you do what you have to do, you know, to a point to, to take care of your family and keep your business open. That's very understandable. You know, right. I, I ha- I've had patients in my clinic. I've been practicing Chinese and functional medicine for 33 years, and I've had patients come in and say, hey, could you wear a mask? I, I would really feel better about that. I'm like, well, you know what? If that means I get to help somebody right. uh, versus not, then sure, I'll throw a mask. And I have a, what's called a fake mask. Right. Uh, there's a company called Fake Mask, which is great. They look like real masks, but they're pass-through mesh, yes. so it doesn't impair breathing. Those <laughs> right. are great. So I, I've got a, a case of those and give them to my kids. And all. Yeah. Hey, kids, wear these. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I think they're going to have a harder time uh, getting to uh, get, imposing this sort of nonsense on people now that our eyes are open. We've got a mountain of data. And there's a certain, again, there's always going to be a certain percentage of the population uh, who, who, again, their highest values are conformity and compliance, fit in, do as you're told. Yes. And that's always going to be the case. And no amount of evidence will help them. You could show them study, and I've you know presented studies, data, evidence on vaccines and masks for 23 years, and there's some people it just doesn't matter. 
you know, the, right. uh, the, the, the government said so is what they default to because their highest values are conforming compliance. But and this is why I'm hopeful. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful primarily because life, God, whatever you want to call it, always wins. Yes. Uh, there's no such thing as a permanent tyranny, right? Uh, life always wins in the end. As Martin Luther King said, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Right. So I'm very hopeful for that mega reason, meta reason. But I'm also hopeful on a smaller uh, scale because people are waking up. And those people in the middle of that bell curve uh, who are like, wait a minute. You know, the, the, the evidence says that the, the masks were useless, did a lot of harm. The vaccines were useless, did a lot of harm. Social distancing, lockdowns, closing stuff didn't work, did a lot of harm. Uh, maybe I don't want to do that again. And they're going to be at least be skeptical. And that's the main thing. You've got to get people to ask questions uh, and to be skeptical and ask to have honest skepticism, not cynicism, uh, but that's important. My last comment, Matthew, as you mentioned, McConnell, you know, I, I believe that the, the battle of our time, is between good, represented, embodied in the people, and evil, which is embodied in the establishment, yes. otherwise called the deep state, otherwise called the uniparty. Right. So it's not necessarily a Democrat-Republican thing, although Fair. most of the deep state establishment centers in the, in, the, in the Democrat Party, for sure. But you also have these rhinos who are Marxists, with an R after their name, like McConnell mm-hmm. and Mitt Romney and, and others, yes. uh, who, you know, could, 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 could care less about, you know, conservatism and Republicanism and all that. They're just, they're part of the uniparty. They're career politicians. Well, not so much. Romney was a, business, was a finance guy, but, you know, these are mostly career politicians who are just part of the deep state, the uniparty. doesn't matter what letter is after their name. They're part of the establishment, which is against the people. Correct. So this is really about establishment versus people, uh, more so than it is, you know, Democrat Republican. Although, you know, ninety something percent of the establishment is centered certainly in that side of the aisle. Absolutely. Our guest, Dr. Michael Gata, the Gata Institute in Boulder, herbalist nutritionist, training of functional medicine, Chinese medicine now for 30 plus years. So we're so glad to have him. Um, I want to do this, too. We had a question on the these right to refuse lawsuits. You go to Colorado Medical Freedom. It will walk you through what cause you want to donate to. It'll take you through what exactly these cases are about. So please, coloradomedicalfreedom.com. Go right there. Doctor, we'll take a quick break. I want to come back because I love this article, and I know you shared it. Um, the Hoover Institute. I love smart people. Yes. Victor David Hansen. I mean, he really hits it. Something very bad happened to the Democrat Party in 2020. Changed forever. We'll talk about that. We'll go through everything we can get through this hour. Don't go anywhere, folks. The Matthew Dark Show, KLZ 560 on a Wednesday. <laughs> Hey folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. 
Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom is a nonprofit network of healthcare providers committed to medical freedom and patient choice. We stand for patient rights, medical privacy, informed consent, and individualized healthcare. To learn more about our mission, visit coloradohealthcareprovidersforfreedom.com. Any donation made is fully tax deductible and supports our efforts to protect the healthcare rights of everyone, especially our children. Again, that's coloradohealthcareprovidersforfreedom.com. Stay informed, Colorado, and be well. Welcome back in, folks. So good to be with you here this Wednesday, April the 12th. And this is a beautiful spring day. My goodness, my gracious. The golf course is screaming at us. The park is screaming at us. Come visit. Come enjoy God's glory. It is good to be with you this morning. Our guest, Dr. Michael Gata. But I do, I wanted to, because see, our thing is something very significant happened to Democrats. People that have voted for Bill Clinton or maybe JFK or Jimmy Carter, this is a very different party. And we saw that happen in 2020. Uh, Senior fellow at the Hoover Institute, Victor Davis Hanson, and you've seen him on Fox News, very sharp. I just love people that smart that articulate the reality of what is going on this well. But if you remember, doctor, in uh, 2020, we had like the perfect storm for this Democrat takeover because you had COVID in March hit this country. And then just by Memorial Day that same year, you had something that was almost as equally detrimental to this country, which is the riot and the protesting of George Floyd and that new uh, That's an epidemic in its own right. But he goes through and he really spells the sort of cultural revolution that changed and it's taking us to some scary places. And it's not necessarily it it came upon Democrat voters very quickly um, where all of a sudden we were accepting things like public pedophilia, transgender in schools, an open border, COVID tyranny, all these things that you would thought that the hippies from the 1960s would be rolling around in their graves or shouting to the top of their lungs, we don't do this. All of a sudden, there was this incredible compliance with the way we manipulated our FBI, our CIA, all these things. This was a fascinating event that took place in 2020. And it almost seems irreversible in some cases for that party, doesn't it? Yes, you know, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and, and this has been in the works since, at least in recent history, Matthew, since the 1960s. Yes. Uh, when you had Herbert Marcuse and other communists who had infiltrated American elite academics, so elite academic institutions, the Ivy League, and they realized they had the long play in mind. They wanted to destroy America, convert it to uh, communist tyranny, uh, or or communism light, which is socialism, um, uh, which is pre-communism, I believe in the words of Lenin. Um, And they knew the way to do it was through the schools. And so they started educating students in the virtues of socialism, communism, and Marxism, um, and then those students became parents and teachers mm. and faculty, and, and, and then their students began. So we're now into like the third generation of Marxist indoctrination in our schools. And so, uh, and, and that's basically uh, translated into what we have today, which is cultural Marxism. Now, not to get too deep into the history, but Marx's theory was that all of human history could be explained as a constant eternal struggle and conflict between the capitalist class, the bourgeoisie, and the working class, the workers, the proletariat. 
Now, there's no evidence to support this at all. Most conflict throughout history had to do with land and resources, but he just he was just making stuff up. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, he lamented to a friend that his thousands of hours in the library, um, uh, he still could not find any historical evidence for his theory. Fast forward to today, uh, now we have cultural Marxism, when the new oppressor, right, so it's still the same oppressor-oppressed ideology, not economic, as Marx was, was uh, promoting, and nobody really bought his theories. His, you know, hardly anybody bought his book at the time it was released. So that's another story. Um, it, it really took off much later. Um, but uh, now the new oppressor, it's not uh, the capitalist you know, class business owners, basically. It's people like you and me. Uh, so uh, white, Christian, heterosexual men are the alpha oppressor of all of humanity. Right. And everybody else, if you're female, uh, non-white, whatever, uh, is the oppressed, right? And the yes. more of those, quote, intersectional boxes you can check off, the more oppressed you are. Right. So it's a victim mentality. Yes. Uh, and, and so this has translated into, you know, this, and now it's boiling over into this sort of constant conflict idea and and uh, herbert marcusa wrote himself that revolution must be permanent so the whole marxist ideal as he promoted it in in the 60s is that there's always going to be a state of revolution and this is why almost like 98 percent of all the violence that's being done these days is from leftists right yes so be as you pointed out blm antifa these are marxist fascist regime you know, uh, movements uh, that uh, that's where almost all the violence and racism, by the way, in the United States is in those groups. Right? This is this is Marxist neo-racism, anti-white racism. So it's just you know put put you know lipstick on a pig is still a pig. This is racism. Yes. Um, and the vast majority of the United States, liberal or conservative, are not racist. They're colorblind, as Martin Luther King said. Uh, character over color of skin. These people believe the opposite. So critical race theory means the critical thing about you and me or anybody is the, is the amount of pigment in their skin. Mm. The only thing, the most important thing that matters about them. So this boiled over in 2020, as you pointed out, and we're oppressed, we're oppressed, we're oppressed. We're actually, you know, all these so-called marginalized groups, women, blacks, everybody, has it better in the United States today than at just about anywhere at just about any time in history. Yeah. Uh, but again, the, the, the victim narrative has taken over everything. And so, uh, so that's really what happens. That perfect storm, COVID came, uh, this oppressed mentality, this victim mentality. You can't make it because, you know, uh, white guys are holding you down nonsense um, is, you know, is, is still today uh, a thing. And so now, you know, we have a situation where as much this small faction, again, these are not liberals. These are leftists. Leftists hate liberals. Leftists hate conservatives. These are Marxists. These are totalitarian, top-down, elite-driven, anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-prosperity, anti-capitalism. These are people who are actively trying to destroy the country. And unfortunately, liberals who share almost none of their values, keep voting them into office. So as yeah. Victor Davis Hanson was saying, one of, one of the greatest historians in the world, uh, who has uh, authored or co-authored 26 books, 
He is one of the top uh, historians on the planet in military history and the classics. He's a brilliant man. Yeah. Uh, who's at the Hoover Institution of Stanford University, pointing out that the Democratic Party ended in roughly 2020, and all that's left is this woke, revolutionary, violent, extremist, hard-left movement. It's really a cult. It's, the Mar- it's, yes. ne- it's this neo-Marxist, neo-racist cult uh, of identity politics that has taken over and basically replaced the Democrat Party. When I grew up in, in the 70s, you know, there were very respectable Democrats running things, and, and one of our greatest presidents was a Democrat, JFK, yeah. um, who today would be considered a, a hard right, right. You know, Republican. You know, uh, but, uh, so you know, this is the moment we're in, and, and so it is really you know, this hard-left ideology this radical leftist ideology that, that the, the liberals want to deny. They don't realize that they're voting for people who hate them uh, because liberals value freedom of speech. Yeah. Liberals are colorblind. They don't care what the color of a person's skin is, right? These are very, you know, they, 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 they love America, right? These are, these, are, yeah. these are liberal values. And I was, by the way, a New York City, New York Times reading Democrat voting guy in the 2000s before I you know, uh, yeah. and, and I said, "Oh well, Democrats are for the little guy." It's flipped. Right now, uh, the, the the Democrat Party is all about the global elite, um, big companies, big tech, big corporations, pro pharma, do as you're told. You know, all this like screw the man, uh, you know, rebel energy is gone. Oh yeah, it's just that, that that's you know, it's just, it's a totally different thing now. And this is what Hanson's talking about. I would point people to. Victor Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N.com. And you could read what he's written about this. It's brilliant. And he's really a keen observer of society. Uh, and his, you know, his prediction is that, you know, this extremist uh, faction that has taken over the Democrat Party is no longer the Democrat Party. It's basically a, a Marxist cabal. Um, this will burn itself out. Uh, this will, and that, that's what he's hoping at least. Yeah. And he sees a path through where sort of uh, uh, the average American, which is kind of center right, uh, will throw off the chains of this oppressive, tyrannical, very divisive, trying to divide people against each other, pretending, you know, they have to make up for racism that doesn't really exist, um, and, you know, just to have something to talk about. Uh, and uh, and and we will return to sanity, you know, uh, at the end of it. Well, you know, and it's it, it is it's, it's a wonderful piece. And every time I hear him, I just feel like, OK, I'm a little smarter yeah. now. So this is definitely worth your read. Yeah. Victor Davis Hanson uh, dot com. You know, the perfect we got to mention, though, too, that the cherry on yeah. top of that perfect storm in 2020 COVID George Floyd was then of course the fraudulent election of 2020 because now when we step back how ridiculous does it sound that this man in office right now got 81 million votes and we want to stay on the record doctor we believe this we believe that Democrats in pretty much every state they would never win another election if it wasn't for mail-in voting there's no way because 70 this is i heard this stunning fact i think in his piece too and then people got to understand this 
70 percent of Democrat votes came outside of Election Day. That is breathtaking to suggest that you could have gotten this level of energy to 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 line up on Election Day and vote for this, because I do know for a fact that Donald Trump is anti an open border. He is anti pedophilia in society. He is anti these cultural wars that are being fabricated and facilitated by George Soros and stuff like you needed a fake election to bring this thing all together. And now it's like you're right. We're just we're just waiting for them to burn themselves out or to breed themselves out. Because the other idea about Democrats and I know it's a leftist, Marxist. I know it's that, but we're still aligning. Democrats are still aligning themselves with that side of thing. Is they hate life. Yes. They don't want families. <laughs> How are they going to reproduce? Yeah. They're sterilizing themselves. They're aborting their yeah. children. They're anti all the things that would make a, a, a family. I heard this at uh, Parker Conservatives last week. And they were talking about Israel in Israel. They had gotten started to get oh. very left there. OK. And what happened 20 years ago, right, was, you know, traditional Hebrew families were still having eight, nine, ten kids while these wicked, yeah. wild things on the left were sterilizing themselves, engaging in homosexual, yeah. non-reproductive measures. And so I do see a light at the end of the tunnel is these people oh, can't sure. sustain it's themselves inevitable. at all. Yeah, it's inevitable. Uh, honestly, conservatives have twice as more babies yes. as leftists. And so, you know, that's just a fact. So they're going to, you know, this is just what's happening. But, you know, I, I'm so I'm so heartened by what's happening on the world stage, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I have to confess I was wrong about Europe. I thought Europe was sort of done and just taken over by the neoliberal globalist elite. But now we're seeing a rise, a massive surge in um, uh, democracy uh, and, and conservative values. In other words, family, faith and freedom yes. um, is, is, is exploding in Europe. You know, the most popular leader in the entire EU is the prime minister uh, or the head of Italy, where my ancestors are from. Yes. Uh, uh, Georgia Maloney, is, she's the most popular, and she ran on a calling out the globalists and the COVID nonsense and all of this. And, yes. you know, is now the most popular politician in all of Europe, in the wow. European Union. Wow. Uh, we have Hungary, Poland, uh, uh, Denmark, all of these countries, these, these populist movements. And Trump, you know, here ignited that here. I'm yes. sure, you know, the, the evidence is, is, is irrefutable that that was a stolen election. Uh, it was yes. pre-stolen by Twitter and big tech. Correct. Right. So the you know one polling uh, one poll showed that if the Hunter Biden laptop had you know been revealed at the right time before the election, it would have swung the election absolutely seventeen points. Absolutely. And all he needed was point one percent, not seventeen percent. Um, so you know so and, and plus you're right. There's no such thing as a valid election where there's universal mail-in balloting. And where they're a voting machine, like it has to be one day on paper yes. to be a valid election. There's just too much, you know, potential for uh, you know funny business. So uh, I'm very heartened. What's happening in Europe is remarkable, and the whole sort of globalist WEF agenda 2030 it can't possibly happen because these countries uh, and the United States will, you know, freedom will prevail. Uh, again, uh, but you know, and it's happening all over the world now, where where populist uh, think, where populist movements are rising up, 
and opposing this globalist tyranny, this this uh, technocrat, globalist, neoliberal, Marxist, you know, uh, movement to control the world. This will fail. Um, and, and so it's it, 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 happening all over the world now yeah. in, in many, many countries where they're waking up to this, and they're just not going to go for it. Klaus Schwab can talk about China is the model for the world, but, you know, there's a lot of countries that are just not going to do that. India's not going to do it. Russia's not going to do it. Hungary, Poland, and Italy aren't going to do it. Uh, you know, they, they, their whole facade is crumbling because it's, it's uh, but, you know, things will probably get worse before it gets better. But I'm very, I'm just, I'm by nature a hopeful, optimistic person. Life always prevails. And it's up yeah. to us, you and me, every everybody. And again, this isn't Democrat, Republican. It's establishment versus the people, right? Right. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's what's really going on, the uniparty versus the deep state versus the people, right? Um, and, uh, and the, you know, life always wins. Life always prevails. Um, just like the deep water horizon massive oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, you could throw a tennis ball and hit a dozen marine biologists who predicted the end of life on Earth. Because it's right. going to kill all the oceans, and everybody's going to die because all the ocean life would die. Well, guess what? Not a single marine biologist that I, that I heard anyway predicted that a, a type of bacteria would multiply that could eat the oil. Right, and these bacteria multiplied and ate the oil and saved the world. You know, there's, there's, yes. there's a way that things work out that the logical mind can't figure out. I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know that it will, and I trust in life. I trust in higher power, God, whatever you words you want to use, divine, loving, cosmic intelligence. I, I trust in that. Amen. Because that's much more powerful than George Soros. Right? Oh, you're so right and about that. Evil and his evil son Alexander who will succeed him, because he'll be dead soon, but Alexander's yes. already taking on, you know. So, uh, you know, more powerful than all of that is the power of life, of spirit, of the divine, whatever words you want to use, doesn't matter. It's way more powerful than the World Economic Forum, George Soros, Bill Gates, Gates Foundation, the WHO, the FBI, whoever is, is committing evil in the world. This is a much more greater, a much greater power than all of that. And each of us came at this time, specifically, to embody that power and to make, you know, to make that power of life, of, of compassion, of love, of, of, of truth, of freedom, um, make that manifest in the world because we live. No, oh, amen. I love it. You're speaking my language, Doc. Dr. Michael Gata with us, of course, the Gata Institute. You know, and I often find myself guilty of taking the bait because I want to go in and I want to rail on trans and I want to rail on Democrats. But I know the design is to do exactly that, right? To divide, because if Democrats and Republicans you know, the peons like ourselves would wake up and say, hey, we're all on the same team. It's these big elite yeah. monsters that we're fighting. Their yeah. game's over that day. There's too many of us to get a hold. Sure. But we're divided. Sure. And so we must remember not to take that bait, even though when you're assaulting children and you're harming children, you will well, be held accountable thing. for it. Yeah. But outside of that, I just need Democrats protect. to know you're on our side. We're on the same team. Yeah. And don't let the fact that, you know, we go to church every Sunday and you don't go to church mean that we can't have a conversation about what elites right. are doing to us. Right. OK, I love it. Now, here, yeah. Dr. Gata, tell us all our listeners how they can stay in tune, in touch, see what you're doing, how to get a hold yeah. and do all that stuff. Please go ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, everything is at michaelgata.com. That's Michael, G-A-E-T-A. If you're Italian, that's Gaeta. Gaeta. But michaelgata.com. 
uh, and that's my clinical practice. I work with patients around the world using Chinese and functional medicine through phone and video consultations. I also have a clinic in Boulder, um, and uh, that's my clinical practice. I'm happy to help anybody who wants to use a holistic approach to restore and maintain their health. I'm really good at it. I've been doing that for 33 years, and I also have a school, uh, the Gata Institute, where we educate the public on holistic and natural health, and we educate health professionals on natural functional medicine. All of that is found at michaelgata.com. And that's so good. And what we're telling people is that this is really the truth, is that there's two. It, it's such a black and white world. I wish it wasn't. But there is a, a reality that you can go with a big pharma plan of medicine or you can do with something. See, yeah. I believe and I think you do, too. God gave us every single thing we need to cure and treat and nourish ourselves. He's got it all over this earth. It's our it's yeah. our job to go find those experts, those people that practice this day in, day out that say, no, no, this yeah. is the exact herb you need for this ailment. This is the diet you need to subscribe to to deal with this GI disruption. Folks, God gave us every yes. single and he gave us a robust immune system to deal with all that stuff. It's all right there for us. It doesn't mean that there's not a role for traditional medicine in, in those capacities. Yes. I know surgeries and those kind of things are, are still needed. Right. But folks, the answer is not a pill for every symptom. We must find the root. Yes. We must find the, you know, the cause and then let's treat that thing specifically and get rid of this dependence on medicine for life we're always talking about how much control we have with our pocketbooks what we, we can do. If, if we want to tell big pharma f you give them the middle finger we can eat right we can be proactive in our health we can tell them we don't sure. need you and i just think that's such a, 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 a empowering feeling to know that there's not a single thing we don't have access to that we can't take control of our health yeah. with i love it that's so good matthew and our, our motto here is nature first drug plan oh i love that nature first drug plan Drugs aren't bad, they're just overused, and there's a natural solution, as you said, for just about anything, as Rolf Steiner said, for every human illness somewhere in the world there exists a plant which is the cure. And uh, and that's you know, I think the design, the beautiful design of life. Amen, Doctor. Thank you so much for that. Our guest, Dr. Michael Gata, folks. This has been another good hour. Don't forget, join us again tomorrow. Until next time, folks, remember this serve God, help others, stay good. Goodbye. Stay connected with the show on Instagram at The Matthew Dark Show or send an email to TheMatthewDarkShow at gmail.com. Missed a show? Download any episode on Spotify. The Matthew Dark Show, live Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560 a.m.